Welcome to High School Backups Podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm waiting to see if I started this correctly. Kind of a joke, kind of serious. It looks good on my side. We're going to wait two seconds, and we're going to see if the stream pops up. Otherwise, we are happy to be here today on episode 54. I should know that because I'm the one who put it in. Uh, looks like all things are good. Bob Nick, round of applause. Kind of joke, Everyone's talking. I didn't it break it on awesome. my side. We're going to wait. Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm more competent and confident of this that it actually works. The only reason why I wasn't is because I haven't done this in two months because usually Jake does it. Jake is home because Jake is worried that his camera sucks. Therefore, his opinions aren't worth being here tonight. So here we he go. was actually called to the White House for an ethics hearing in Congress, but oh, do not yes, worry. Actually, he yes. will be back. <laughs> yes, Jake, the king of ah. ethics. Uh, no sarcasm uh, needed. Uh, okay, so uh, welcome to episode 54. We have some good topics for us today. Truthfully, not a ton-ton, but there certainly has been some outrageous stuff going on in the NFL today. A lot of future storylines starting to be created outside of the NFL. Um, we're really kind of gearing up, getting towards the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL, so it's not a ton going on other than whatever the hell John Morant's doing. Uh, MLB is in spring training, uh, so we'll be talking about that a little bit more next week as we get a little bit closer to the start of the season. Uh, we will talk briefly about the March lead up to March Madness as we will be getting ready to do our March Madness episode where we do our brackets. Uh, we next think week. We have, uh, literally next week. Literally uh, next week. So we think we have mm-hmm. a better plan of how we're going to do it this year, uh, probably similar to what we did uh, previously with like the NFL where we all did one bracket together rather than <laughs> all separate ones and spending two hours going through a bracket. Uh, we think Jake hey, that was it. fun, though. <laughs> it, it was fun, but it was a long time and it was all over the place. So um, maybe we will still do it, but I, I, we think we have a better system for next time. So anywho, let's start off with um, I think that let's just go right into the NFL. We never start with the NFL. So uh, today was essentially or I guess yesterday was essentially day one of the league's official start of the year. Um, what mm-hmm. that really means is that free agency is open, uh, and it means that teams can start to finagle and wiggle their way around into uh, with free agents, our upcoming free agents, uh, players on their teams for extensions, uh, as well as they can start to do trades and other fun things uh, that teams like to do. Um, so it really becomes open season. So a few different things that happen today. We're going to start off with the most outrageous thing that we've seen. Uh, so essentially, uh, leading up to this point, uh, we saw many rumors about the giants and Daniel Jones and discussing contract extensions. Now, uh, we, there were rumors going around for the last two weeks or so that Daniel Jones wanted upwards of 45 million at that time. When we saw that Kyle was like, this is ridiculous. We all said, this is ridiculous. This is way too much. He'd be making the third most money in the league or something like that. Uh, and so we're like, he needs to be making 25 to 30 million max because he hasn't proved shit otherwise. Well, today we come to find out that the Giants have signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, $160 million contract, $40 million a year. On top of that, there is an additional $35 million worth of incentives for him to make. Wait, wait. It is an addition. Yeah, it's not an addition. I looked it up. It said it was an addition. No way. Is it really? Hold on. Hold on. 
Because it's uh, oh, okay. You keep talking, and I'll find so this out. So guaranteed for money. I it was eighty-five million guaranteed, which essentially means mm -hmm. no matter whether he gets hurt or anything like that, he gets eighty-five million dollars. However, mm -hmm. eighty-two. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. So mm -hmm. at the very least, there was roughly thirty-five million dollars. Regardless, let's look at this on either side. Either thirty-five million dollars above or below. Uh, he's still making in four years uh, roughly a hundred and thirty million dollars, which means he's making an average of about thirty thirty five million dollars a year, uh, which still puts him. If I do a very quick Google search, a search uh, salary salaries twenty twenty three. Let's look. Uh, that would put Daniel Jones at a whopping sixth place, uh, right with Kirk Cousins. Now, in general, that doesn't sound awful, but when we look at who is behind him, uh, or who is ahead of him for that matter, we see Deshaun Watson. Hey. What's up? Uh, was, uh, my light just like randomly turned off. Oh, funny. That was that's that was great. Ghost that lives in my apartment. Uh, yeah. So Deshaun Watson set to make fifty-five million next year, which is his whole other issue. Patrick Holmes, who very well deserves it, is going to make $49 million, just over $49 million next year. Dak Prescott, the most – this is cap hit, by the way. The most obnoxious quarterback in the league who makes way too much money is going to be $49 million. Uh, $49 million to the cap next year. Uh, Josh Allen, $39 million. Ryan Tannehill, $36 million. Uh, and then Kirk is at 36 Matt Ryan, 35 Tom Brady, 35 And it goes down from there. Um, I almost don't like this list because this doesn't feel right. One second. Here we go. Here we go. This, okay, this is much better. Average year. So, uh, 30, let's say technically he's supposed to make $40 million a year, which puts him right on par with Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott. I do mm -hmm. not by any means think he is as good as Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott is also overpaid. So I think that right now, Daniel Jones sits with the overpaid category, considering just below him is Derek Carr, who is better than him. Underpaid. Uh, dramatically underpaid. underpaid. I was gonna say. I would Derek Carr is, yeah. yeah. He's making $36-$7 million a year. But anyways, uh, Kirk Cousins, who is probably somewhere <laughs> in the range of DJ, but at this point, in my opinion, Kirk Cousins has played better, at least during the regular season, than DJ. But not by a lot. But like he has played better. He's proved more. Uh, Jared Goff, which I think is a good... Thing, a good combination with DJ, except Jared Goff has made it to a Super Bowl. And then you have Lamar Jackson right there, uh, with, who we don't even talk about how much better he is than all those people he is below. Um, so then at that point, you're talking 25 to $30 million range is what we thought DJ should be. Um, and so uh, the fact he's going to make anywhere from 35 to $40 million a year is absolutely gross. Um, so I'd like so to get some thoughts. I do want – mind if I go next just because this is about my favorite team? I don't want to step on anyone's toes no, or anything. Go but ahead, I, Kyle. Um, so first, um, I, according to CBS Sports, it is an $82 million fully guaranteed with the potential of up to $35 million in incentives. I'm, so, re I'm reading right here. I'm reading Ian Rapport. Four years, $160 million. 35 million more in incentives, 82 million dollars over the first two years, 94 million virtually guaranteed guaranteed at signing. First year cap number is around 19 million, and it goes up from there. So that's 82 million in the first two years is 42 mil or 41 million dollars a year is how much he's making. This is from Ian Rappaport mm -hmm. uh, so, two okay. hours ago. 
That's that's insane. So um, uh, in four anyway. years, he could make up to a hundred and ninety-five million dollars. Daniel Jones. So here's the thing. Hmm. I. I... <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Uh, hold on. Okay. I love Daniel Jones. I have been a defender of him since he came into the league. I have seen him steadily get better and better as time's gone on. This year, he, he along with the help of Dayball and Saquon and the Giants defense, took this team to the playoffs when no one thought it was possible. No one gave them credit. Even coming into the playoffs, no one gave this team credit versus the Vikings. Very few people, anyway. Daniel Jones was a part of that. Do I think he's worth $40 million a year? No. No, I don't. <laughs> However, that in mind, I don't think it's as atrocious as time goes on. The reason is the people that you mentioned below him, uh, Nick, and Matt Stafford, Dak, Kirk uh, Cousins, Derek Jared Carr. Goff, Derek Carr. I'm leaving Derek Carr out of it for right for just for the split second. Mm-hmm. I think everyone up but Derek Carr signs their contracts a few years ago when the quarterback, when what they signed at the time was high to the quarterback market. Yes. What it, what it is now and what it will be in the next few years when you get Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Herbert, uh, even um, Mac Jones, potentially Mac, Mac Jones and even Lamar within this next coming cycle. Right. Those guys alone are going to be making close to more than what Aaron Rodgers is making now alone, just because they are the future. So (laughs) when you look at what is going to come, I don't think Daniel Jones's contract is that absurd. It looks absurd now. Absolutely. When you keep in mind what, who he is around and what his play has been like, excluding this year, this contract looks absurd. But when you think about what will be in long term. I think this contract is actually not as bad. I still think it's an overpay. I don't think he's worth forty. I I would have pro- I would have preferred thirty, so we could have actually signed Saquon instead of franchise tag. Franchise tag and possibly losing him next year. Correct. I, yeah. I would have preferred that, but we at least get Saquon for one more year. We have Daniel Jones locked up for four years. We don't have to worry about a quarterback essentially, as we can build the rest of our team. I still don't believe that. Now, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones will be awful, but I think there's still definitely a world where he shows massive regression next year. And then, I agree. And then it's just, like, totally not worth it, and he's yes. a worse contract than Matt Ryan. Like I agree. So I, I was just going to say that other side. There is a big if that could happen. If now, everything falls apart and Daniel Jones goes back to what he was like in his first year, then this is obviously one of the worst contracts in NFL history. I, I mean – don't see that happening. I hope it doesn't happen. Hmm. You have no receiving core. No, but that is our biggest issue. And that you need to start in this draft. Well, yes. So when you also look at the people around him who have these contracts, what do they all have in common? A bona fide number one wide receiver. Dak has it. Kirk has it. I would even say Jared Goff has it now. Well, Matt Stafford Matt has it. So, so are Matt you? Ryan has it. Are you telling me that you know something that the franchise knows something that we don't right now? And that honestly, yeah. with D Hop yeah. being on the market right now, 
Are you got? Is this a suggestion that they're probably going after D Hop right now? I think they're going to. How are they going to afford him? That's what I'm saying. Well, Daniel Jones is only 17% of our cap, which when you look at the quarterbacks above him, they're upwards of 20 plus percent of the cap. Mm-hmm. Oh, so again, you know why? It's because he's all the cap hit is only 19 million the first year. That's why. Yeah, that's why what I'm saying is that it's smart that they're. Uh, here's the thing: if because a lot of like longer term deals, you pretty much can have like large amounts of the cap hit pretty much be in the later years. So by having a small cap in next year, I'll give this to the Giants. If they, if they structure the next two years to be the lower end of the cap hit, I mean. That's in two years. You can give them another chance, and if it doesn't work out, you can release them and save some money, save you know close to twenty million dollars. So I'll give them that because a lot of Dax, I believe a lot of Dax uh, contract is mostly guaranteed money, and also Jerry Jones is stubborn and doesn't want to admit that he was wrong, so he's not going to get rid of Dax. So that's why they're eating the cap hit. He's not going to also get rid of Zeke. He's like he overpaid Mm -hmm. players that begged for the money and decided that if they weren't going to get the money, they were going to sit out a whole season Mm -hmm. on their last year. And he gave in to them instead of just letting them walk Mm -hmm. and just like, yeah, but gave them these big name contracts. I I think Zeke was worth it at the time. Zeke was, but now look at him. You got Tony Pollard that they just freaking franchise tag. And you got this man sitting behind Zeke still who's taken off. You couldn't really predict that Tony Pollard was gonna play better than Zeke at the time you make the con- at the time you make the contract. Yeah, you don't. Who years? Tony Pollard. Who years? Tony, po- exa- Tony, Tony Pollard was wasn't drafted. When they signed that contract, <laughs> he was drafted. Yeah, you're I know. You're expecting Zeke to be the number one running back in the league for years to come. Like obviously they know this. Like, this is I where they could have made draft capital off of Zeke, though, right now. Nobody's gonna want him now for how yeah, big of a contract he has. But they haven't sucked, though, Andrew. Yeah. Like they, they haven't, still, but I mean, they're still making the playoffs. But that's besides the I point. Mean, that's that we're gonna yeah. sidetrack yeah. that point. Yeah, we're gonna talk yeah. about uh, the the point is is that I think it's a massive overpay. It seems like Kyle does too. I agree that in the future, like it won't be as bad. Like that's just a fact. Like all numbers become inflated and get more inflated. Like if you said fifty million dollars for any player, fuck, like fifteen years ago, they'd be like, who the hell? Like, like there's yeah. nobody making fifteen million. Like it would just be it'd be very different. So. Um, I totally get it. I'm totally with you. Steve, do you want to add anything before he chugged the lawn? I mean, I will say like with a quarterback cap hit like that, I honestly, considering it's so low, this could be a good chance for them to make go for a receiver. I mean, there are more receivers on the market than people realize, especially the Raiders could be in rebuild mode if they can't secure another quarterback or you know, the Bengals can look at maybe uh, with T. Higgins or even uh, who's I'm thinking of. Um, D. Hobb can be moved off of. I mean, Jacoby Myers is going to is to hit the free agency potentially. So, I mean, it's not a bad move by the Giants. Like, I get it. It's they have it spread out, which is good. But I mean, just oh my gosh, that's just so much money. I just hope they know what they're doing. That they know to cut him when he does what he does best and fumbles or falls when there's nobody near him. It, it, it'll be interesting. I was uh, one play, Steven. Let's, wanna... I'm sorry, Kyle. You do that once, I will say that in this draft, you probably should be drafting a, cor- a late-round quarterback to sit behind him on a safe bet because Tyrod Taylor, as much as he's good as he is, he's nearing the end of his career. 
I mean, you still got Jones, who's young, but I mean, like, or if you could getting a young... better quarterback low. I mean, if you could somehow get Stetson Bennett, I'd uh, take Stetson Bennett uh, in the late round. I want to, but anyway, hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's something you probably want to think about. The team, franchise needs to think about is that if Jones starts to flop, you need to have a backup situation. Yeah, I just get Phillip Rivers. I want to talk Stop a little it. bit more about uh, <laughs> some of the money. Uh, the Giants have $44.4 million in cap before this move. That puts them down to just under, uh, just about $35 million in cap left. Certainly enough room for a wide receiver. The mm-hmm. problem is is they need more than just wide receiver. That includes offensive line, as we saw towards the end of last year. They have two competent offensive linemen, and everyone else is just in shambles. Uh, and it causes Daniel Jones to have to run. Uh, and then on top of that, like the defense was kind of Swiss cheese last year, uh, especially no, in the secondary. Uh, you gave up secondary your, was you gave secondary. Up, you gave up your best safety to the team that lost in the Super Bowl. I don't really have to say for free, by the way. Corner, no, it was your corner. Bradbury was a corner. Uh, yeah, but he played safety for the Eagles. So, um, mm. side note. Uh, so, anyways, point being, um, they need a still a good bit to be like a good team to get to the Super Bowl. And the fact that like they need to do a lot this year, they really kind of have to go all in and then hope that Daniel Jones' contract doesn't catch up with them by the time mm-hmm. three and four rolls around. Like that's the problem because it's only going to get bigger and and more painful. So, anyways, um, that was a, that was the first we want to talk about. Especially um, I, with Kyle. I want to just say that um, ESPN just graded that uh, signing as a C minus for <laughs> Daniel Jones. <laughs> I bet you if it was thirty million, it would have been like a B plus. Yeah. I bet yeah. you. I bet you if they didn't resign him, they would have said it was an A. Like <laughs> I mean, I ESPN's grade. No, ESPN's no. See, see great. the thing is, see the thing is, is I would have probably put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Mm-hmm. So then you could see what other teams would have marketed him at if they were looking at yeah, it. And then I should have signed Saquon. You know, actually one of the best three players in his uh, uh, position. Let's start off yeah. with Saquon. Uh, we're going to go through some people who are tagged. Today was the tag deadline, so we're going to be able to go through quite a lot of players and talk about them if we would like. Mm-hmm. First things foremost, uh, Saquon Barkley was tagged. He will officially make $10.091 million this year. That is underpaid for Saquon. He should be making somewhere in the 15 to 17 range, which will put him in the top three. Um, I still struggle to want to invest in running backs. However, in my mind, 10 or 15 or so million doesn't feel like a huge investment considering they would be like about 10% of the cap and you're one of the best of your division. Like that feels like roughly decent to me. Um, I don't know. I, I think we all agree that they should have actually signed Saquon, not tagged him, but tagged mm-hmm. him is the next best thing. My only, but... sorry, go ahead. You can go Steve. All right, thank you. Um, honestly, I just think with running backs, I mean, uh, uh, I can't remember which show. I think it was Colin Coward. He did a breakdown of Super Bowl winning teams and how much they paid into their running back. And it's always tough putting money into a running back be- just because of their position. Any given play, they can, you know, just on a single heavy back run. Because Saquon's got quads. But you have to remember, those powerful quads uh, can do a lot of damage to your knees on a bad day. So that amount of pressure from that muscle can be really bad on his legs. So especially on that turf field at MetLife, uh, I, I've never yeah. heard of a problem with fields. The they Super Bowl are, yeah. field was perfect. It was perfect. I loved it. Um, but Saquon also just, was phenomenal last year. I will just say I understand. I, I'm upset the Giants didn't sign him right away, but I understand where they're coming from to want to do 
to, to do what they did and see what the market is for him before matching it. Just mm-hmm. because I think I think that gives them a good advantage uh, because he he's injury prone. Like we saw right. in the past two years that his injuries caught up with him and he was not as good. This year obviously was his breakout year, his comeback year, and he mm-hmm. excelled in that. But with that injury history that he has, I can see where the Giants are coming from essentially to just kind of see what the market is for him. Worst comes to worst, they get two first round picks for him. Best best bet, they match the player. So I, like, um, I see I see where they're coming from and why they did it. I don't agree. I think they should have just signed him to a contract just to have him rostered. But I mm-hmm. see like I see the pros and cons with what they did with him. From a financial standpoint, I could see why the Giants also did it. Um, I mean, it doesn't take up a lot of their cap space franchise tagging him. Um, like you said, it also allows for to kind of explore the market next year. Um, especially since there's a lot of like the rookie running backs that just came in like a couple years after him that were stellar that are hitting the market. Um, Josh Jacobs is another one who just hit who was supposed to be hitting the market but was franchise tag. Um, mm-hmm. so they're probably going to test out to see what his value is comparing it to Saquon's. Um, because those two are probably the top two running backs of last season, so they're going to probably test it out to see what comparisons they can pull off of that um behind it i also think that if they decide not to this draft as well they're probably going to draft someone probably in the mid round to kind of sit behind saquon i mean you have a lot of veteran running backs behind saquon but i mean it's like getting a younger guy we do you have like you have some very old old running backs you need some young bucks behind i don't even remember who our backup is i can't remember his name wasn't it like booker or something no it was like the one Someone else. I don't even. <laughs> Jonathan. He didn't, get, he didn't get a lot of. He didn't get a lot of snaps. I, no, I'm he, genuinely blanking on who it was. Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. No, nah, that doesn't sound right. Hold on, that's going to bug me. The Giants. The, Giants. Backup, the backup to this. Who's backup? Oh, Adrian Peterson. Oh. I don't want to say Matt Breida. Oh yeah, well, Matt Breida is Matt, one. Yeah, that's it. Thank Matt Breida. <laughs> uh, Wayne Gallman uh, was also there, and then he got moved halfway through the season. Oh yeah, he got moved to. Uh, the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Saquon, I mean, he had a good year last year, obviously a career high in uh, both yards and touchdowns. I mean, we'll see what happens the next few days, next few weeks, but um, I think you should talk to other teams. You can talk to the Bills and other stuff. Um, only a few other tags here. Uh, Evan Ingram, um, I think we can mm-hmm. agree is a solid tag. Why, why'd you let go? Uh, no reason. No reason. No, you're upset He's because just... he actually had a st- he actually had a stellar season with a better quarterback down in Jacksonville. No. I'm yeah. upset because we never he never had the chance. I think under Dayball he would have been really good. I think so. Oh, I will agree with Kyle on that. I think that's fair. I, um, I think that that's what I'm upset why about. He was so good last year. It was like a top five tight end, probably fourth, fourth or fifth, but certainly really good. Um, he had 73 receptions for 766 yards and had a good amount of touchdowns too. Um, I think this is a great tag for the uh, Jags who just officially announced Calvin Ridley will be back um, officially, mm-hmm. officially um, which is That fantastic. receiving core is going to be deadly they now. Continue, yes. They continue to make me think about whether or not I keep Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence in my other league, so we will mm-hmm. see where I decide with that. Um, Lamar Jackson officially got tagged. However, this is tagged with the assumption that he's likely going to get moved so so actually field jh just reported that t 
teams that reportedly will not be pursuing a deal for Lamar Jackson are the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Raiders. So so the teams that would be needing a quarterback are not going to be pursuing. Well, think about what they would have to pay. Think okay, that'd be sad. But think about who they would have to pay for Lamar. That's the see. But the thing is, is that they would also like have to really overpay to make sure the Ravens don't want to rematch that deal. I don't think the so, Ravens like, are going to match it anyway. If I they did, they so. would. I think they're going to respect I, him yeah. at this point. I think there's a mm-hmm. respect that he just wants to leave, and this is a way that they can still get some compensation for him. Um, I think this is. Yeah. I think so, he's just going to leave. Whatever they give him. What does that leave? Like the Colts and the Patriots. I no, no, no. Stop it. Stop hey, it. Aaron Rodgers is Stop going it. to the Jets. We need something. We don't have enough. Wait, did I miss something about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? We're going to talk about it, Justin. We're gonna yeah, we'll talk about it. Stop it. Uh, you back up Mac Jones right now, Nick. No, give me Lamar over Mac any day or move on. Uh, Andrew, no. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Andrew, please tell me you would not prefer Mac over Lamar. Please. We don't have the money for Lamar. We had the opportunity. We had the opportunity when that his draft season came in. We missed it by a mile. That is not my problem. Now, I will bypass this now. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Uh, Lamar is better than Mac Jones. The most... uh, (laughs) As a runner! No, that's a known thing. He Uh, he can throw the ball better, too. That's true. Uh, and uh, Bill yeah. O'Brien's a legend, so let's go. I uh, can't yeah. wait for him either way. Did you um, both just go meh? He won MVP with nobody. I mean, worse nobody's Wes no worse nobody's than who Daniel Jones had. Kim. The only person mm-hmm. the only thing he had was Mark Andrews, who was a rookie that year. So uh, who Kim also Kim. was who also had ten touchdowns that year as well. Hey, yes. Cam yeah. also MVP uh, with yes, no that's one. Fair. So, also, Lamar only had 3,100 passing yards. It wasn't exactly like he had. It yeah, was because he was rushing. It was because he was such a big ass runner. Yes. Yeah. And literally anyway, just rushed. Anyways, of yeah. Big ass runners. Uh, Josh Jacobs yeah. also got uh, franchise tagged. Uh, Smart. This is Stupid. pretty much a given. Um, they should sign him long term. However, I almost think since Aaron Rodgers is probably going to go to the Jets, it seems. Uh, that the Raiders are going to sell. I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Devontae Adams in some fashion, like traded him or something for a lot. It's totally possible. Uh, I, it's probably not necessarily on their radar. They might get a good quarterback, but um, Josh Jacobs will likely be on the team next year. So Devontae um, Adams to the Saints. Come so on. so let's just, let's just put this out there. This is the same Raiders franchise that the GM is not there anymore. And Josh McDaniels came in, and they lost his fifth-year option. Remember this. They lost his fifth-year option because Gruden was the one that opted out of it at the time. Yep. Well, to be fair, when they did, he was hurt. To be fair. Yeah. But, like, he still had a stel- He still had a pretty decent season. Wasn't it a serious injury, off. though? Wasn't it an Achilles tear? For... For Josh Jacobs, the reason yeah, he was, he was out? honestly he was really good his first two years, then got hurt yeah. and had a rough two years, and then he had it last year. He was just absolutely disgusting again, and, right. no, and like his third year, with, like he fell off. So I mean, I understand why, but like you give you, sh- they should have given him that fifth year option. Yeah, to really go for it. Uh, we we don't need to talk about how awful of a coach they had previously. Um, Deron Payne, we won't talk about a lot. However, the Commanders did franchise tag one of their leading defensive tackles, so happy for them with that. 
Uh, last one of but the not many least, Alabama ones. Uh, Tony Pollard got franchise tagged. Why? Well, of course, uh, they can't afford to keep him and Zeke, so they need to keep him around for just a wee bit longer uh, so mm-hmm. they can convince Zeke to leave uh, or trade. And I, def- and I definitely think the market won't be as as competitive for him only because uh, – take him. Oh, I mean, um, I take him, but I mean, he's injury prone. That's no, the only thing. I mean, not, not, not this season. Not this season. I wouldn't want to he take him with Derrick Henry. Played, and he was gross. Okay, D. Henry is up on the board right now on the draft on the on the wait, board wait, to be wait. traded off. So, like, before we, I would take Henry. Henry over no, Elliot any day of the week. Because we have, a, yeah. we're gonna have a whole other episode for possible trade scenarios. This is strictly franchise, the tagging that happened, as well as current mm-hmm. stories. Uh, Derek so, will be another piece. I think Tony Pollard is going to be the equivalent, if not kind of slightly better than what we saw Christian Kirk with with the Jaguars. Like when Christian Kirk signed with the Jaguars, we were all like, "What the hell kind of contract is this?" And then he balled out and had a great year with a star I, okay. quarterback. If Tony Pollard, when Tony Pollard eventually leaves, because I I think that is what's going to happen. I don't. I think Jerry World is too in his own head to convince uh, Zeke to ever leave. So I think Tony Pollard will leave, and he's going to be the number one. And then we're going to see him ball out like we. He like he's already balling out, but like this is going. But he's going to be a bigger superstar yes. than what I. He will end up in Chicago. That's why I disagree with the point that he's like Christian Kirk because we all thought that Christian Kirk's overpaid. I think Tony Pollard would have to make gross amounts of money to be considered overpaid because uh, Tony Pollard That's is fair. essentially what we saw Travis Etienne was this year. I think everyone can agree. They're literally like the same player. Travis Etienne is same build, same everything. Only difference is Travis Etienne, you know, towards ACL a year prior. Uh, but they are very, very similar players. Um, I think Tony Pollard catches the ball a little bit better. Um, but I think mm-hmm. Travis Etienne is a little bit stronger when it comes to the ground. Um, however, we saw Tony Pollard have m- multiple master classes of games this year. Um, so anywhere that he goes, he should be starting and he should be the guy. It'll be Chicago. Uh, that'd be interesting. Um, okay. Uh, we'll talk quickly over some people that did not get tagged. I mean, there's some names that are just like weird, like Orlando Brown. The Chiefs not uh, tagging him felt a little bit weird. Nah, they're letting him walk. Yeah, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is also the same story for the Eagles. They're going to let him walk. Um, That feels weird, but it also doesn't because the Eagles have so much money on their books right now. Uh, This one was really Sorry, go ahead. My thought on the Chauncey Gardner one is that they're probably going to just let him, like, see what there is for options, who's going to pay the most out there, and they're probably going to try to match it or pay a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Just because the strong safety position, there's not really many of them going out there that are top, like, picks. Like, you only have Poyer and uh, Chauncey, and I think Taylor Rapp from the Rams is another one. Like, those are the only top three names that I know about that, like, are hitting the market on the strong safety side of the ball uh, to be yep. going out there. They have a week. They have a week to sign him long-term. We'll see if they do that or if they wait and let him hit free agency. Um, one of the most consistent kickers in the last few years, Matt Gay, uh, he uh, did not get franchise tagged by the Rams. Feels like they're just trying to drop cap where they can, and this just happens to be another piece of it. Um, and then Jonathan, Ray Cooper Cup. Jonathan Jones did not get tagged by the Patriots. 
Now, I've done a little bit of digging into this because I was very surprised when I saw this with how good he was the last couple of years. First of mm -hmm. all, the Patriots never pay corners. That's just a known thing. They don't do it, and they only they aside from Stephon Gilmore, they've only done it once for Stephon Gilmore, who was a who was Defensive Player of the Year that year. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a given. Uh, outside of that, they don't really sign them. However, it's pretty much a well-known thing that the Patriots want Jones back, but it was kind of an agreement that he wants to see the market similar to these other guys and see what the market yep. looks like. But that he will, there's a good chance he comes back regardless. So. Um, we will see. Also, uh, Jacoby Myers is set to hit free agency. Damian Harris is set to hit free agency yes. as well. And free agency starts in uh, just over a week. So I think what we're going to mm -hmm. do is we're going to, not next week, so we'll be doing our bracket. Um, it actually, free agency opens on the 15th, which is Wednesday. So I think we'll do a reaction to the first week of free agency the following week and maybe talk about other free agents and so on. So I think that'll mm -hmm. be our goal. But for now, those are Perfect. just tags when we're going on. The only other thing I do briefly want to talk about mm -hmm. is Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. There are strong rumors that Aaron Rodgers is now in conversations with going to the Jets, which is literally worst-case fucking scenario as a Patriots fan because, God forbid, well, all four teams. Jets executives – well, Jeff's executives flew to Green Bay to talk yes, to him. I did hear. I did hear and see that. Uh, that's not terrifying at all, so I don't want to cry in sleep. <laughs> so uh, that's um, great. I will say, as soon as Nathaniel Hackett uh, signed with the um, Jets as their offensive coordinator or quarterback coach, I don't remember. Was he offensive mm -hmm. coordinator? Uh, offensive is, coordinator. Yeah, I, as soon as he did that, I went on uh, DraftKings and I placed a futures bet because they did specials, and one of them was where will Aaron Rodgers be. Um, uh, starting quarterback for next year and i got a uh jets uh starting day a quarterback for plus 500 so that would be uh fun money for me if uh <laughs> if aaron Rodgers goes to the jets it will suck for all of you guys as patriots fans but yeah it's gonna yeah. be like 16 years since we haven't lost to the jets and that might be the first time yeah when was gonna... the last time nah. did you guys lose nah, them, this, we won't lose them. them this year right yeah. We haven't lost them in years. There has but been a granted, long streak. Let, let's be we honest, have... though. I mean, the I mean, we were able to nearly beat Aaron Rodgers with uh with Brian Zappy. Hoyer, so. <laughs> and Zappy. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. That's on it, a different so, team, though. Um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. I'm not too worried about it right now. I guess we're just gonna see how the first weeks go. Hopefully, the Patriots make another splash. Okay. Um. Last time we'll we be hitting. Did, trade talks was the tw uh, 20th. I know, Kyle, you did a video for the NHL trade deadline, which is what we're going to yes. quickly uh, move on over to. I did. However, um, I wanted to briefly talk over a few that have happened, some of the bigger ones. Uh, first off, uh, Jacob Shikrin going to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, he went yes. for a, uh, I'm looking at it right here, First round pick, second round pick, and another second round pick. Uh, first in 2023, second in 2024, and second in 2026. That's a pretty big deal. The fact that, one, they did it without any additional players, so no covered salary. And two, the fact that it was essentially three top two, top two round picks. Um, definitely, I feel like on par value. Um, did you want to talk about that briefly? Um. Yeah, so when I was uh, going over... Um... It with Jake and I last video, I went through, obviously, I went through every trade that happened prior to Friday's deadline, and that was one of the ones that I brought up because I was a little surprised with what happened with, with the outcome 
They went to um, Ottawa, which is very weird which, considering they're not really a contender. Like, they're just kind of there right now. They're in a weird mm-hmm. spot. And the thing that I brought up is um, I looked at those draft picks that the Coyotes got in return, and they all are um, protected in some way. They're, there's all conditions upon conditions with those draft picks. Yeah. And when you trade a great player like Chikrin is, who is top 10 defenseman in the league, when you when you do that kind of move and you get draft picks that are heavily just he, like they're not solid like the first pick is top 5 protected this year so if the senators don't stay hot and lose out in the playoffs and they end up in top 5 pick this year coyotes don't get that the second round pick that they have if the senators do end up making the playoffs and they don't get that pick and so on and so forth. So there's just so many conditions that are happening with this that when I when we went through all the trades, Jake and I each said like our clear winner. Um, and to me, the Senators blew the Coyotes out of the way with this with this trade. I don't even think it was close. It's totally possible that they end up um, not even like, dude. It's totally possible that they end up not even getting anything for this trade or getting so little. So it's definitely crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm that it happened the yeah, way it did. Um, so, I'm sorry, I was a little distracted. Um, so that was the first trade. Now, I, I know you talked about this on the, the trade deadline video, um, but this is a, a podcast for a lot of Bruins fans. The Bruins officially traded for on Thursday. Uh, they traded for Tyler Bertuzzi in exchange for a first-round pick in the 2024 draft and a fourth-round pick in the 2025 NHL draft. The fourth-round pick isn't a lot... Um, in, in general, um, there was also an additional pick that was sent over to the Wild to handle a percentage of the cap, um, if I remember correctly, right? That uh, was no, in that the Orlov trade. The Orlov trade. I'm yes. sorry. Which I found okay. out the Bruins only had to have 25% of Orlov's salary for this year, which Correct. is crazy. Also, a mutual interest in signing an extension with both Orlov and Bertuzzi. Fun fact. Uh, don't <laughs> know how the hell that's going to work, but they'll figure it out. Um, anyway, so they required yeah, uh, Bertuzzi for a first and a fourth. Um, I can give you some emphasis on how that's gone. Um, first of all, the Orlov and Hathaway trade has gone fantastic. Even if you don't include Hathaway, Orlov in five games has scored eight points for the Bruins, and he did not score a single one in the first game. And he scored six of them, in th- or uh, sorry, seven of them in three games. So if you want any statistics on how that trade's going... Uh, Orlov is playing like a madman. Uh, Bertuzzi, on the other hand, has also gotten a few points uh, in his time with the Bruins already in just a few games. Uh, he's been playing very well. Um, I have never seen a trade so perfect for a players for for three players to be traded in two separate trades to a team and fit so well so fast because Orlov has made Hampus Lindholm look like he did before Charlie McAvoy came back, and that I didn't think that yeah, was possible. That's fair. Uh, and Lindholm is playing better because of that. They look like they played together for years. They played together for weeks. Uh, and Bertuzzi looks amazing on that third line. Um, and honestly, he's just fun to watch with him, uh, Coyle, and uh, they kind of trade out uh, the, the third guy on that line. But um, it, if Trent Frederick is usually who it is. So that's like a lot of like get in your face, like go fuck yourself, like it's it's so much fun having uh, two Brad Marshans on the team, and then you can throw yeah. Trent Frederick for three. Isn't it fun, Kyle? Um, so I will say, I went to the Bruins Rangers game in Boston on Saturday. Um, 
And seeing this Bruins team live was actually pretty sensational to see. Like, I, I've seen, like, highlights of this team, and I've seen, like, what they're doing. And it is just that impressive in person. And mm-hmm. the Rangers didn't play a bad team. The bad, not, they, didn't, uh, they didn't play a bad game. Like, they were out shooting the Bruins for most of the night. Like, the Bruins just didn't it, to me it kind of looks like the bruins are just like yeah it's the rangers i feel like the bruins didn't try that hard which is sad i told their coaching staff to not take the game seriously sorry yeah Kyle. that's fair oh damn it steve yeah. uh, but anyway in, in that game um you had both the both uh orlov and um bertuzzi got assists in that game yeah. but both of them both the new players and that was Bertuzzi's first game with the Bruins, by the way. He didn't have a single so practice. Cute. He didn't have a single <laughs> practice with the Bruins before then. No. And don't worry, chat. If you're only paying attention to Molly, you're not you're on the same boat as me. It's okay. I was about to say, who's paying attention to Kyle Wentz? <laughs> His dog right there. No, I think you're just as cute. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Thank yeah. you. I know Molly's cuter, I get it, but uh, anyway, she's in, in, in so that, adorable. In that, in that uh, NHL trade <laughs> video that uh, Jake and I did, I did rate this trade uh, a clear A and a clear Bruins victory uh, because Detroit are absolute uh, idiots, as I explained in the video. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened. That's yeah. a shocker. Uh, and, and that's it, isn't it? Isn't it interesting to uh, to just see how good? the Bruins are becoming, um, you know, they've had a tough season so far. And so it's really important that they continue this 10 game win streak, you know, where they're really, they're really starting to hit their stride, Kyle, cause they haven't had a great season in the Bruins so far. So yeah, the do we Bruins, still not have double digit. Have they do not right. have double digits regulation losses yet. How about overtime losses either? They have, so they have eight regulation have 12, losses, right? and 12 five, losses. If you combine 13, 13. Uh, and they have five overtime losses. Ooh. So they have a total of 13 losses at, at all. Uh, the Bruins at this point need to go a whopping either 14 or well, let me think of the math here. There's 20 games left. They have to go 14 and six to beat the record. That means they need to go seven and three twice, which, by the way, is a totally feasible thing. To beat the not only game. is it feasible, it's more plausible than them not going. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. at this point, that's what it feels like. Even while resting players, there's a good time. I also heard a rumor that Taylor Hall, because cap goes out the window when the season ends, by the way, yes. Taylor Correct. Hall will be coming back for the playoffs to be playing so, on the third line with so, Tyler Bertuzzi and Charlie Coyle. <laughs> That that reminds me, that is also something I brought up. Y'all should really go watch that stinking video that Jake and I did on Thursday. I mentioned this already. Um okay, that this because is the main broadcast, okay. This is Yes, but people need to go watch <laughs> that other video they first. Can. They can get a deeper and subscribe to our Patreon. They give you oh a, a, a there is none. analysis on the video, so go ahead. Anyway, um I, I was mentioning it because um, Taylor Hall is injured and he is now on LTIR, which is long-term injury reserve, that his his salary cap does not get held to the rest of the team's salary cap. And once the playoffs start, Molly, stop eating the door. Um, when the, <laughs> Once the playoffs start, 
The salary cap goes out the window. So like Nick said, Taylor Hall can't come back. Now, this is a very controversial thing that happens in the league because it's known as salary circumvention. When they are essentially finding ways to... Because Taylor Hall's injury is not super severe... It's a serious thing, but not super severe. It was. He was probably going LTIR anyways, just around the same page. But it just so happens to work out here. But anyway, it has happened before. Most recently happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago. It happened with Vegas a couple years ago. It's happened with the Blackhawks a few years ago. Like Teams have done this, and it is totally legal as part of the um, CBA agreement. But it is very frowned upon amongst fans where salary cap circumvention, because salary cap doesn't count in the playoffs, you see these super teams forming. It happened mm-hmm. with the Tampa Bay Lightning right before COVID where Nikita Kucherov, who superstar won top four or five players in the league, was put on LTIR and all leading up to the playoffs, the team kept saying, his injury is severe. We don't know if he'll play. His injury is really bad. Nope. We'll, we'll, we, he, he might be out for the playoffs. First round of the playoffs, Kucherov is magically healthy and in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So, I would like I don't to think... clarify it's a little different from that situation. And the only yes, reason I will why say. is because even with salary cap was a thing, they're only over by like $1 million. Like it's barely. Which is... That's still a big amount, though. It's it, not like it's minuscule. It, it, yeah. But when, but when uh, they got traded, Bertuzzi got traded over. He did have fifty percent retained. Yes. So his salary for the year was only like two million, and they already had some space, um, some space to figure out. So, anyways, uh, point being, as I, I will let Kyle do his thing. Uh, point being, I think that I, I agree. It's kind of scuffed. But if other teams are going to do it and the Bruins are in a place where they can do it, um, I'm not going to fight it. Uh, the it's Boston's totally... definitely going to do it. They, they already are, Justin. They already are doing if it, but Rangers it's totally legal. Situation, Exa- no, exactly. Yeah, right. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's legal. As long as it's fully – it's allowed by the rules. So why not take advantage of it if you it's put a, in that it's situation? It's just not like there's a $7 million player that gets hurt and then they got another $7 million player that they you know, they put the other one on LTIR and now they have you know $7 million over the cap. They're a whole you know superstar over the cap. It's not like that. Like. We're talking a, a third line, well, guy, maybe first line on other teams. Uh, Taylor Hall is a superstar. Well, so let's be Tyler Bertuzzi. So let's, let's chill out. Uh, Taylor, you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. A superstar who's playing third line and be having the best year of his career until he got hurt. So you know, be like not having the best career. year of his career. And other than his MVP year, he has had the best year. Yes, he's had since I was going to say. Year. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a better statement. I'll accept that uh, one. I was just going to say, are you forgetting his MVP year? He had a thing years is. Ago? He will. He can stay on this team long term because he'll never be the first option because he'll always be pasta. And for that, I think mm-hmm. that he'll stay here a long time. So, anyways, we're gonna quickly go through some of these trades. One that stands out that I'm sure you talked about: Jonathan Quick gets traded <laughs> to the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen the Kings organization do. Uh, and they had some awful things happen quite a few years ago. So, um, I uh, don't really know how to feel about that. Um, um yeah, Jonathan Quick. Uh, I felt bad for him. He was very vocal about how upset he was after that trade. Um, And his teammates were also very vocal about how upset they were after the trade. Um, Luckily, he's in a good place now because he not only got traded once, he got traded twice. Literally the next day, he got Mm -hmm. traded to the Golden Knights. So 
to a team. Oh, he that's not doing something. So he, he yeah. at least he, he at least got moved to a contender. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Jake and I were both very confused by this trade. We were like, "Why screw over your best goalie of your in franchise history?" The guy who won but, multiple cups, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, a, there's a few I'm seeing here. Uh, Max Domi got traded uh, to the Stars mm-hmm. from the Blackhawks. They continue their sell-off. You know, Patrick Kane and so on, which we've already talked about previously. By the way, mm-hmm. Kyle, how's the Patrick yeah. Kane experience going? Because uh, it doesn't seem like it's going super well. Um. Well, so looking at him at the game, he looked pretty good. Um. But today was actually his first practice with the team, <laughs> so not all of the not all new traded players can be Tyler Bertuzzi and get an assist right away. I guess. Um, yeah, no, no, uh, by the way, Tyler Bertuzzi is not as good as Patrick Kane, but not no, not even close. Blend, not a, not right. anyone just blends in with the team, which team no. cam matters almost more than being good at the game. Uh, and... Luckily, Patrick Kane, one of Patrick Kane's best friends, is already on the team in Artemi Panarin, so that is a great. Are sign. they on the same line? Yes, they are on the same line. So you're saying that you're very top heavy in both offense and defense. No, not really, because our third line is still just as good. Would I think we're good all the way down. Is as good as the Bruins in the playoffs? No, I would not. I'm not saying that, but I'm, you say I think your second line is as good as the Bruins' third line in the playoffs. Yes, you would. Say, I don't know who your second line yes. is, but you would say that they're as good as it's our Tyler te- Bertuzzi. Yes, um, it's our, and... our Tammy Panarin, Patrick Kane, and Vincent Trocek is absolutely as good, if not better. Line? Who the hell is your first yes. line? Chris Kreider, uh, Mika Zibanejad, and um, Vlad Tarasenko. Well, I would take my first line over your first line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. I would, uh, but our Pasta's... first line's chemistry is absolutely insane. So, well, so it's is fine. Our first line, so you can yeah, it even but there. I'm just saying our line. our first line also. We're this is besides the point. It's I'm just fine. saying, Kyle, I take Pasternak over your whole second line. So not combined, but in general, like I take Pasternak's the best player of those yeah. four. Uh, and then and then after sure. him, uh, you have uh, Pasternak's one of the Krejci. best players in the league. Yeah, so exactly, yeah, he's obviously. on his second line. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> other big ones here, other than Max Domi, there's a lot of small moves here. I'm not really seeing a lot. Uh, uh, the only really big one is John Klimberg. That's I did see that, happened. and that's the last trade that happened. Uh, John Clover yeah. went to the Wild, a contending team this year, um, mm. from a team who sucks rocks. Um, <laughs> so, and a little bit of cocks, if you will. Um, so the they, duck sucks. The duck Nothing sucks, wrong with that. I was very wrong about the Ranks. ducks this year. And me and Ranks. Ranks. Okay. on the same page. So, yeah, it's um, okay. I, I can't wait to do a reaction video. Because I was fighting that, Kyle to get the Bruins in the top three. I said they'd you be did. third or second. And Kyle, I, admit I did not think they would be where they are. Nobody did. But mm-hmm. Kyle thought they were going to be a fringe wildcard team. So that's funny. I did. Uh, um, I was very wrong. It's hard for anybody to predict for them to, to at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I did see a video that said if the Bruins go 5-15, and 15, they will still be first place in the whole league. There's a good chance. Uh, they go 5-15. and 15. Which, uh, well, which is, is kind yeah, of disgusting. Insane. Correct, uh, but that's not a streak you want to be on going into the playoffs. That's for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's definitely a good scenario. But it's it's unlikely though because the Hurricanes are being real red hot too. So well, I don't know. yes, the Hurricanes are seven three in the last ten. They won a streak and then they lost two in a row. Uh, but the Hurricanes are still thirteen points behind. Yeah. So, but if you're going five and 
If you're going five and fifteen, you are losing That's twenty 10. points. Mm-hmm. If the Hurricanes win all uh, all twenty of those games, no, they only have to win ten if they're down twenty points. They have I to win half. No, okay, if they win half. Let, let's 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 look at this for both sides, Kyle. If okay. the Bruins, so Bruins are at one hundred three right now, right? If yep. They go five and fit. Well, it's roughly five and fifteen. Yeah, it is five and fifteen. If they go five mm-hmm. and fifteen. Uh, they will have uh, 113 points. Is that fate in the background? Yes. Uh, the Hurricanes <laughs> would then need 23 points in mm-hmm. 20 games. So they would need to win 12 games. 12 games. They'd have to go 12 and 8, which is Which is very totally plausible. Doable, <laughs> assuming the Bruins only win five games. Yes. I'm not. This is this is assuming that scenario where if they only win five, that's also assuming that of those that all of those fifteen losses are in regulation. Yes, and not overtime or that's a shootout, true. and they get points. That that is also assuming that. Yes, and Kyle, do you want? Let's look at the Bruins' next four games real quick. Uh, they play Edmonton, uh, then they play the That'll Red Wings, the Red Wings, and the Blackhawks. Uh, so three out of four wins right there. Um, yeah. Oilers is going to be a good one. Is that in Boston or Edmonton? Uh, it's in Boston. Um, now that's a W. Four wins in a row. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. They'll, be up to, they'll be up to 16 14, wins in a row. 16, 16 wins in a row. All right. uh, and then they play the Jets in Winnipeg. So that could be a good game. Oh, that could be a good game. That's an overtime loss. And then they play, the, they play the Wild in, in uh, Minnesota. That's and a they win. play the Sabres in Buffalo. That's also and then a it's win. just a lot of a few home games. They okay. So mm-hmm. here's the thing: they play a lot of trash teams. Um, I'm looking at uh, the Canadians, the Flyers, uh, the Blues, uh, the Blue Jackets, uh, oh, and then the four games we speaking, talked about. That's like speaking of speaking of the Blues, uh, that Ryan O'Reilly trade that we briefly talked about um, right before the trade deadline. Yep. I feel bad for Toronto because it doesn't look good now considering Ryan O'Reilly is out for the rest of the year with a broken hand. Yeah, it doesn't look good for them, <laughs> does it? Um, That's a rough, rough trade. Yes. Um, so, honestly, this will continue to go in the NHL as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, we're going to be doing brackets. We're going to be doing that stuff. We'll, well, that'll be mm-hmm. something that's a lot smaller that we're actually be able to do full brackets for. Um, we'll be doing that probably one week and then the NBA the next week. Like We're going to be doing it all together. Um, so, let's get to our final topic for today. March Madness is starting to ramp up. When is the – It's so it starts the 21st or something like that? It starts the – hold on. I'm getting. I'm pulling up a calendar so I can I'm see. sure it starts like the 17th. 14th. So the first four – the first four is yeah. the 14th and 15th or 15th and 16th. Now I don't remember. It's either the 14th, 15th, or 15th. Well, it's somewhere that weekend that it's Where supposed to be starting. This, when no. is the picking ceremony? Yeah, 14th. Um, selection Sunday is this coming Sunday, I believe, at 6 p.m. is normally what they do. Do we want to do a vi- – do we want to do a live reaction? That would be kind of fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that would be something we'll consider. We'll talk about that off. So possibly, if people want to show up, maybe doing a live mm-hmm. reaction to Selection Sunday. Um, yeah, so the cool. cool part is we will be able to – so we will know the outcome of the first two games starting uh, on Tuesday. Oh, However, we won't yes. know the outcome for the last two. But that's okay because all the brackets that we will do will be based on – uh, just one team or the other. It doesn't really matter. So whenever you mm-hmm. fill out a bracket, it's always you know one team or the other. It's like slash. 
Um, so we're what we're gonna do this week for you guys is we're gonna start our own, creating our own brackets. We're gonna start doing that. We're gonna do our normal bracket challenge that we always do. Um, we're gonna talk about exactly what the goal is for next week. But at the very least, we will be doing a group bracket next week on the show. Um, so that'll be really fun. I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to do it post. Uh, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be able to do it on Tuesday. Kyle, we usually can do it after. Um, brackets will be available on Sunday. I just want to make sure it's it won't lock on yeah, us. Exactly. Um, because I don't know if it will lock before the first four or not. That's a good it goal. shouldn't. It, it shouldn't because. But I don't. Because know. of the fact that like you get you don't have that you don't know who's coming in to it yeah, until afterwards. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. It doesn't tell me really. Well, also depends on which site you're using. I know that the ESPN March Madness Tournament Central one will never mm -hmm. lock on the first four games, but if you use like any, yeah, if you use any of the other ones, it will, because it allows you to edit those at the last second until like actual bracket play starts. But anyway, um, yeah, so that would be good then, Andrew, that we can. Uh, wait until Tuesday, actually, and we won't have to change it. Right. Um, that'll be fun to do our bracket, at least. Um, so it says but... once tip-off of your tournament starts, or once tip-off of the tournament starts, bracket creation will become locked. I don't think first four is considered no. part of the tournament. It is considered part of the tournament. They're the first four games of the tournament. Yes, but they're last place seedings. Or they're the last yeah, bit of seedings still... that like it does not it it would affect the outcome of the whole entire bracket in the end. We'll like, double you're... check this. Uh, yes. we'll we'll double check this and we'll let you all know. We may do a separate video separate from our actual podcast if we Might need have, to, yeah. mm -hmm. um, just so we can all make sure a hundred percent that it's yeah, up and we'll, running for we'll you guys. Create a group. Yeah. Uh, brackets will be available three twelve at seven p.m. when we know the actual thing. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't say when we'll be able to actually know here. Um, I'll, I'll be looking at it. Um, but anyways, this okay. is a uh, championship week, so we do have mm -hmm. um, a lot of big, a lot of the big uh, conferences are starting tomorrow. Uh, tonight and tomorrow are the when the big Power Six conferences of college basketball start their tip-offs. Um, the the, the, the um, Big East does tip off tomorrow. Um, yes, sir. The A10 tipped off tonight. The ACC tips off tomorrow. Same with the Big Ten and Big 12. And I believe the Pac-12 also okay. tips off. I have yes, confirmation. Nick. Okay. Uh, lock time. All game picks will lock at the scheduled tip off of the first game of round one during the tournament. Okay. Currently scheduled for Thursday, March 16th. So we will be able to do okay. it live on the show without any issues. Um, so we have plenty of time. So, uh, yes, so we'll figure out exactly what that looks like. But at the very least, we will be doing on next Tuesday's show a bracket live at the very least of the group. We're not sure if we're going to do it all separate mm -hmm. or not like we did last year. Um, mm -hmm. We want to be conscientious of time and so on. But that will be pretty much our whole episode um, as then in the following weeks we'll be doing other stuff. So mm -hmm. We do also already have some uh, teams that have um... – Please, one yes. of the the automatic automatic bids. Um, Saint Ma Mount Saint Mary's from the MAC is one. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was the first round. That was not the championship game. My mistake. I thought I just saw a championship and it was not the first round. Where was it? Hello, there. Uh, the Oral Roberts and North Dakota State Championship is today. That's the one that is the championship game. 
and that is the Summit League. So we will get to see. Or Roberts has kind of been sweeping the nation this year. Um, so that will mm-hmm. be fun. Um, and Gonzaga and St. Mary's also the WC WCC conference is have their championship tonight at nine o'clock. Uh, go St. Mary's. That will be a fun game. Um, UConn versus Providence tomorrow at six. Holy hell! I didn't even know that's who they were playing in the first round. Are you sure it's UConn I, versus Providence? It is. Oh, it is first round what? of the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament. Well, the quarterfinals hasn't started yet, so it's not. No, I know, but it's tomorrow. tomorrow. It's tomorrow they play. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it is UConn and Providence. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that'll be a fun game. That's um, always a fun game to watch. Except UConn's been back on their hot streak when they first Uh-oh. started out. It's um Thursday, by the way, Andrew. Thursday at two thirty, not tomorrow. Oh, sorry, sorry, That's my okay. fault. I forgot. It's not Wednesday yet, everyone. It's it's not Wednesday it's yet. Wednesday, Thursday, my dudes. Um, so that'll be fun. Fun. That will be a great game to watch. It sucks that it's at two thirty in the afternoon. How- oh, I, I know. What? I know. It's all right. I'll sneak it in during work. It's okay. Except that, like, I watched the women's UConn basketball team just wipe off Villanova. In their championship game, so they're they're into the, the bracket already for the women's side. Well, that's good. <laughs> and this could be the year UConn could go back to back with both did, teams. They didn't what with 20... both teams. 2014. 2014 was the only year that both teams won the national championship, mm-hmm. and that was the best time ever watching them come home to UConn with both titles. Yeah, that must have been a fun time. Oh God, it was. I was a freshman in high school at that time. Uh, or yeah, oh, UConn wow. University. Um, so is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, that we're going to have our bracket show next week. Is there anything else March Madness related or anything else anyone wanted to talk about as we get into a very exciting episode next week? Uh, I just saw Tom Brady tweeted, uh, why would I come back to the NFL when I adopted a, ki- a two-month-old kitten? So I think Brady is going to stay retired. For his daughter, Yeah, there supposedly. was a couple people talking today saying there was a rumor he might again. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah so I saw it for like Miami. Miami, and he's like, "Why the hell?" So I, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's gonna be doing that. No, a he's just like the. It's a lot of people just like trying to make a get a like attention on social media right now. If they're like a yep. nobody, they're just trying to get their attention right now to get like everyone to be like, "Oh my God, Tom Brady's actually gonna come back," and this yeah. causes a whole entire trending. Aaron yeah. Rodgers goes to the Jets, and then the um, Green Bay picks up Brady. <laughs> He's not going to Green Bay. Nobody oh wants God. to play in Wisconsin. Nobody wants to be a cheesehead. That's fast. that's also not a, that's also not an offense that Brady wants to deal with. Okay. Also, also like Zay Flowers supposedly is being looked at to go to uh to Green Bay, and that was if Rodgers was staying. I don't know if they should go after him now because now they have no quarterback. If they don't sign. Jordan Love mm-hmm. again. Yep. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, anyways, uh, that was it for us this week. Uh, we will have probably a longer episode next week if we're being realistic. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be a really fun one. Uh, we're going to be doing our bracket show. We'll be You'll be seeing kind of how we're doing that, but we'll be talking all things college basketball. Steve will be picking Lawnwood and other sexual innuendos. Otherwise, Always. we'll all be doing our best to get it right so that we win a car from Kia or whoever the hell is sponsoring it this year. 
Uh, we do thank <laughs> you for taking the time to sit with us today and listen to us talk. Uh, if you are on other platforms, definitely make sure to go uh, follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Uh, we are constantly putting up polls and other posts. Uh, definitely make sure to go take time to watch our YouTube videos. We love when you see your face. Uh, we love knowing that you're there. Uh, and definitely make sure to tune in next week when we have our bracket episode as we are here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you guys for your time. We hope you have a